This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. If you want to know what Eagle Saving Nations are all about, go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. The whole goal behind it is we have to have another Great Awakening. If not, America will fall. They're trying to topple the republic as we speak right now. Worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. Only the church can usher freedom, not only in America, but around the world. If not, nation after nation is going into tyranny. I have with me Bishop Tobias Niamwaya. I've known him since 1987. Uh, he's worked with me clear back then when we actually were involved uh, in, a, in a mega church. And uh, he's still... Involved with what I'm doing in Kenya, director of our Bible school, World Ministries International School of Theology, and he's the bishop of uh, the Pentecostal Holiness denomination, and he pastors a church there in Kenya. What's the name of the church, Pastor? Christian Life Worship Center, the International Pentecostal Holiness Church. Christian Life Worship Center. So, Tobias, welcome back to the Warning Program. Thank you so much for having me, sir. <laughs> well, we've talked about, the last time we did a program, uh, the church's responsibility in every nation. And we talked about, if you want to look at the nation, if you see a nation falling apart that's corrupt, well, that's a reflection of the church. The church is dysfunctional and corrupt then. Tobias? Yes, sir. So we talked about that you cannot have a racist church, meaning in, in Africa, tribalism, but you should have your f loyalties to God. That means whoever is a child of God, then you work together. You are ambassadors to bring the tribe of heaven to earth, not some human tribe on earth. So Tobias, I mean, I lived in Kenya. I've been in Kenya basically off and on since 1987. The church is still tribalistic in Kenya. It's still dysfunctional. There's still every election concern over fraud, over uh, how many people would die. And on both sides of the parties, you got supposed strong Christian leaders. Now, you tell me, Tobias, uh, what's wrong? Well, there hasn't been uh, a true repentance 
as far as I am concerned, I think the church is still a bit hypocritical in a way, that bending towards their ethnic grouping, and that uh, actually is affecting us as a nation and affecting us, Kenya, as a church as a whole. Well, you know, when I was there and took over a church of 23, and by your own words, in, in nine years, we had uh, over 10,000 people that had come through the different locations we were at. If you want to add them up, we built powerful congregations everywhere we went. But I used all tribes. I, I didn't use just one tribe. I didn't even know what tribe you were from, and I didn't care. Tobias? Yes, yes. Yes, that's very true. We, we were quite diverse uh, young people from different tribes almost if i would say can remember about 10 10 or so ethnic groups that were in the same that were working together with at that time and of course you are a bit aggressive in your work as you are doing it <laughs> <laughs> well i was an apostolic leader yeah yeah of course yes and <laughs> so i mean uh you know i wasn't just a pastor uh, i mean i was an apostolic leader like jesus christ jesus christ got a bit aggressive with the hypocrisy of the pharisees of the scribes of the religious leaders i mean you he had some strong words yes yes he did and, and so people Forget they they think Jesus Christ is this marshmallow, this pink panther, this oh nothing but a, a soft guy. Jesus Christ was also a hard guy. Yes, Jesus was hard. He he whipped the the business traders in the temple, chased them out. That shows how what kind of a character he had. Very, 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 you know, humble, but also uh, assertive in his ways. In the way he handled things. Well, he was, if we want to say it was hard, he was hard on sin, mm -hmm. hypocrisy. He loved the people, but he didn't like those that abused the people. Yes. And, and we're having, not only Kenya, we have that all throughout the world, we have it in America, leaders abusing the people. Tobias? Yes, we have it all over. People are, leaders are abusing the people, whether it's politicians or whether it's church leaders. Yes. And so... If Jesus came back to earth to walk the earth, he would be a lot tougher than the people behind the pulpit today. I'm sure he will. I'm sure he certainly will. I don't think uh, most pastors uh, would let him in the pulpit. Uh, oh, uh, uh, if they didn't know he was Jesus, if he came with a different name, they wouldn't let him behind the pulpit, Tobias. They wouldn't let him behind the pulpit. It wouldn't be very... It would be a bit uh, camouflaging in a way such that they may not know, but of course they will, because of their hypocrisy, they cannot let somebody straight into their pulpits. Yeah, and, and you said we had about 10 different tribes, and that was just among our pastoral staff. Mm -hmm. I mean, we had probably just about every tribe, if you, if you look somewhere in the church, because we had, the church grew in every location quite large, quite fast, and we even at one time had 50 Indians, not American Indians, from India that were Hindus at one time. We had some Chinese. We had some uh, whites. I mean, we really were diverse. Yes, we were diverse. I do remember one time we had even uh, a Kenyan lady from the coast. I don't remember that lady. It was called Anne Sumeda. It was a completely colored person, which is in our staff, which is really rare in Kenya to find. And we, we also had, I remember at one time, a man named Rafiq and uh, coming, coming from, uh, if we want to say, uh, uh, Islam 
Arab background, and uh, he was with us. Yes, he was with us. He was with and, us. And we also had a, a Singaporean, a, a Indian Singaporean named Sheila. So you think about it. Wow. Yeah, we didn't just have a Sheila. We also had uh, Sun Kuguru, who was uh, a Singaporean married to a Kenyan. They were all coming to the church. Yeah, so we, we really, we really uh, were what I believe heaven will be is like what yes. heaven is we were something like that because we had all different types of people and that's what heaven's going to be like yes now i i mean that's what heaven is like and we'll see it when we get there yes <laughs> now i don't know how many churches in kenya reflect that but i don't think very many yeah quite a few people quite a few churches have that kind of uh, mixture in terms of uh, ethnic groupings yeah, I don't think very many. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so too. Yeah, and um, so it was a rare church, but that that's one reason I believe it grew is because they knew I didn't care. Yes. I mean, I didn't care a bit. Yes. And and as you can tell, I mean, when I first went to Kenya, I had a white wife, and she's with the Lord now. I have a a, a Kenyan wife, black Kenyan, because there are some white Kenyans and Indian Kenyans, but I had a I have a black Kenya wife. And uh, actually, basically, uh, partially from uh, your tribe. And so, but I, do you think I asked, what tribe are you? Before I met, I could care less what tribe she was. I mean, I don't care if she was from the strongest tribe, the weakest tribe. I don't care. I just wanted to be led by the Holy Spirit. What you want, God, I want. Yes. And, and Tobias, that's what we need. Yes, that's what we need. We need that, that we don't care what a person looks like. We don't care where they come from. Are you hearing me? I hope you don't have uh, what we call racism in America. And in Kenya, we call it tribalism. I really hope that's not inside of you. I hope you don't uh, look down on somebody because uh, they're not with your bloodline. That is so sad if you do. You really need to say, Jesus, help me, because that is not what heaven is like. And uh, I really think we need to uh, conform to the mentality of heaven. And if we, if we have that mentality, we can love everybody. And, and that is what we need. I mean, what the world needs, Tobias, is love. Yes, the world needs love. Jesus came for, for all the people, of the, all the tribes, all the ethnic groupings. He didn't care which tribe people are coming from, whether you're a Jew or a Hebrew, a Jew or a, or a Gentile. See, he came for everybody, whether black or white, color or kid, doesn't matter to Jesus at all. Because Jesus is love. And that's what we are supposed to be, love people, regardless of their uh, ethnic backgrounds. Yeah. And I believe that we... we you know, we had that to some extent, mm -hmm. um, as much as we could have it. Yes. I, was, I wasn't an old man at the time when I first went over there. I was 33. My staff were in their 20s. And, um, uh, but we all, because I think, you know, they followed the leader. People followed the leader. And, and they could see that I don't care. And they could see you better not care. Because I don't like clicks. I don't like these kind of things. And I just wanted to reach people. And so, you know, uh, that is a, another truth right there. People follow their leader. Tobias? Yes. And so if we don't have a lot of churches that way, they're following their leader. 
Yes, people become like who their leader is. Okay, so. Yeah, and so if the leader has no tribalism, no racism, the people become like that, where they don't care either. Yes. All of a sudden, all you care about is is souls, you know, people's soul. Yes. And, and, and that's the important thing. I mean, that's what we're going to be judged by, Tobias, is Jesus is going to judge us. How did you take care of my people? Yes, that's true. You know, this uh, wasn't the direction I, I was going to go when I did this, but I, I, I believe somehow those people that are going to watch and listen to this program, this one specific program, there must be a reason that I'm, I'm focused on this so much today that we, we cannot have uh, prejudice inside of us. That is, that is sin. We should not have prejudice inside of us. You know, I had three daughters of my own, and then and then I adopted uh, a little baby from Somalia. Now, a lot of the tribes in Kenya, don't, or all of Africa, don't like Somalians because they're quite aggressive people. Uh, mostly, they're Islamic people, and um, and so uh, there could be prejudice against them, and they have prejudice against the other tribes. But yet, I didn't care. I just saw the baby in the picture, and God said, "That's your daughter." I didn't care. I didn't know. I didn't know uh, how how Somalia is so stenched in Islam and tribalism. I didn't care, Tobias. Yes, I, I do remember that. I do remember that situation where you really had to fight for the for that girl just to be. She was almost dying, and you had to fight for her and take her to the hospital and took care of her. I think you really didn't matter. Didn't matter to you whether she's a Somalian or a, a white or a black. Didn't matter. All you care was her life. And uh, well, that's it. It didn't matter to me at all, and I, I couldn't get her out of the hospital for eleven months, as you said. We went through a nationwide court battle where uh, we were threatened with death and everything else, and. Um, it didn't matter to me. All I knew is God said, that's your daughter, and I fought. Yes. We fought. And it went to the highest court in the land. Uh, at that time, it was it was like our Supreme Court. And uh, in your land, it was called what? The high court. No, it went higher than the high court. Yeah, that was the high court. Where you had a, a outside judge rule. Uh, they called it the, um, anyway, you had a chief justice rule, and he was a Canadian. I, I appealed, uh, made a, a complaint against a high court judge because he was, I felt he was intimidated by Islamic threats. And then it went to the highest court. Uh, I don't remember that though, but I think the highest court for us then was now we have the, the Court of Appeal. Now, yeah, and now you have a Supreme Court. Supreme Court. But this, this man was an outside force. He was a, a Ghanaian mm-hmm. judge mm-hmm. Uh, from the outside and you could appeal to the chief justice. And, and that's exactly what I did. And so uh, they said we'd never win. It was impossible. But we won. Why? Because Amen. God is not used to defeat. If God says uh, fight, you fight. In the Bible where God told our uh, the people to fight, they fought, they won. Why? Because God told them and they did it. And so our God doesn't lose, Tobias. Amen. God will never lose. Now, people do if they don't follow him exactly. Yes. But uh, we fought, we won. And so, but the point I'm making is I did not care where she came from. I did not care that people threatened us with death for even trying to adopt her. All I wanted to do was obey God. Amen. And I believe this is the attitude, Tobias, that we need to have 
as leaders, all we want to do is please God because the martyrs had that attitude. The martyrs had it. Uh, the apostles had it. They shook the world upside down. Martyrs have shaken the world because of that attitude. Yes. They do not back down on the threat of death. Yes. I really believe that apostolic leaders need that attitude. Tobias? Yes. Uh, uh, yes, they do. As long as we know we are in the will of God, it doesn't matter what, what, what comes our way, whether we are opposed or not opposed. Because you remember Peter... And the disciples were told, you cannot preach. But they knew they're in the will of God, so they preached. They didn't care what was going to happen to them. Yeah, and, and that's it solely. Uh, they did it because God said it. Yes, because they're in the will of God. They're in the will of God. Yes. And so that's the, the biggest thing. You know, Pastor Tobias is not with me much because he's he's in Kenya still. I'm in America, and uh, he, he doesn't work directly for me any longer. Works for me, uh, but not directly. I have another person representing me in Kenya. But uh, since 1987, we have maintained a strong relationship. I remember during that time in Kenya when people even came to my homes with guns. Pastor Tobias was there and uh, defended my, my, my wife and my children would not, said, you know, you're not going to get in. And they were trying to break the door down. Thank God he didn't let the door break. But the point is he stood with us. He stood with me as a true son. And he's still with me. He ate at my house last night, and, and we the relationship we have will never die because it doesn't matter to us. Um, he watched my life over there. He watches it now. He knows my heart. Uh, I've watched him, and, and our relationship will never die. I believe it will only grow stronger. And so, uh, uh, Tobias, I, I just wish the church in Kenya, the church in America— understood this type of love, understood this type of, if we want to say, faithfulness, mm -hmm. understood this type of loyalty. If they did, whether it's America or Kenya, the nation would be healed. Tobias? Yes, the nation will be healed if we become faithful. And uh, faithfully standing on the truth, uh, we will go far as a church in America, the church in Kenya. <laughs> Yes. If we can just become yes. righteous as he is righteous. Yes. Righteous is the will of God. Yes. Selfishness is the will of man. Selfishness is our pride. If we can become more like God and less operating in our carnality or our pride, yes. we can heal a nation. Amen. Amen. Uh, we need to become if we want to say more like God, again, if you're just tuned in, I have Pastor Tobias Nehemiah from Kenya. He's in the studio here at World Ministries International in Stanwood, Washington. And we are talking about basically uh, love. Amen. That it's not prejudicial. It's not racist. It's not tribalistic. And if the church can operate in this type of love, we'll heal any nation. Amen. Again, again yeah. Tobias. Go ahead. Um, what what is needed right now in Kenya to heal Kenya? I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think what we need right now is first of all, I think we need reconciliation, and then we need uh, faithfulness, faithful men that will stand for the truth as we uh, we pray for reconciliation in terms of forgiveness for having hurt one another in a way or so. 
So Kenya really needed conciliation as far as uh, it is concerned, spiritually or politically, because we've hurt one another, but we've never reconciliated. The reconciliation that we've had was was a bit not with honesty, but I think if we do it with honesty, we will heal Kenya, <laughs> our land will prosper again. I think even after the elections, church leaders are divided. Yes, they have been divided, yes. And divided along tribalistic lines. Yes. They don't seem to care whether their candidate is is a God-fearing man or if he's a... If I, I was going to say a devil. They don't seem to care. <laughs> they don't seem to care, yes, that's true. They don't seem to care, Tobias. Yes. This is what I've noticed. Yes. And it's, a, it's the same thing in America. I mean, Democrat, Republic, Republican, Independent. You should be voting for the most moral, righteous person you can find that represents the values of God and, and forget all of these other things. Um, I'll tell you what, your, your loyalty is to Jesus Christ, not uh, the Republican, the Democrat, the Independent parties. You should vote for the best man or woman that represents the values of God. And um, that's what we should do in Kenya. Tobias? Yes. That's what we should do in every nation. Yes, exactly. And somehow I think the church, before your next election, has to get together and iron out its problems. Yeah, that's, 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 that's our prayer, that the church will come together, honestly and truthfully come together and uh, and uh, reconcile reconcile so that our church our nation can grow spiritually like i said and even politically otherwise we'll ever be divided uh, who in the world seems to have that kind of maturity to try to pull it together i think in my opinion we the church still has us as authority because uh, they have a voice some of our leaders have a, have, have a favor to go through the pres- to the president. If they can just be honest with themselves and with the president, they can pull it through. And I'm talking about even deeper than that. I'm talking about before the next election, they can be on the same page and know which candidates are the most conformed to the image of God, which has the values of Christ, the values of heaven, or who's going to bring in sins of abomination that yeah. judge a nation. Yes. See, they should be able to ask real questions fearlessly yes. in humility, but ask those questions, not be afraid. Yes. And then say, guys, this is who we're voting for. Now, that's what I believe. But can we, so far since I've been there, I don't see the church leaders having that maturity to come together and iron it out. I see during election, they're divided again. It will ever be the same. Well, hopefully that this time around they will not look at their tribal tribal backgrounds. Because usually it is we are divided in the church because of where we come from. We look at where we come from without thinking that we are actually Christian. It doesn't matter where we come from. But when we can put that behind us, we can be the best church in Kenya. Well, I believe that. And, and that's what's needed, not only in Kenya, it's needed in America, it's needed everywhere. That again, we don't look at color, we don't look at political affiliation, we look at the best man or woman that actually has the, the values of Jesus Christ, because America was founded on 
Jesus Christ. That's the reality. I don't care what lies some political person wants to say out there. That's the reality. That's our history. And so we need to get back to our history. We need to understand reality. And we got to uh, quit this loyalty to wrong parties or wrong uh, races, yes. wrong color of skin. And, you know, I really think that's why Jesus came as a Jew, because uh, the Jews seem to be the most despised people of any race. And he says, OK, you got to love all races. So I'm going to come as a Jew. If you can't love a Jew, you're not part of me. Tobias? Amen. I really think so. Yes. I mean, OK, uh, I, I don't, I'm against racism. So I'm coming as a Jew. You love me. You can love every race. Amen. And so you say, I love Jesus, but I don't love my, my tribe, uh, my fellow tribesmen of other tribes. You don't love Jesus. That's yeah. what I think the Bible says. Yeah, you can't say you love God and you hate your brother. There you go. You, you're not being honest with yourself. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org, my website, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. So we can have another great awakening, not only in America, but in Kenya and around the world. Worldministries.org. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I've had Bishop Tobias Nehemiah with me from Kenya today. God bless you. Now here is my friend, Scott Farah, and he's going to help you with your business. Scott? Jesus teaches us that we should never do anything without making a plan first. Most small business owners fail to follow this biblical principle and do not have a written plan for where they want to be in one year, three years, five years. Yet every large business has a written plan. Many who wish to start their own businesses do not develop a plan first. This is one of the major reasons that 80% of all small businesses fail within the first five years. God worked through me to develop a unique educational program for business people. Quite frankly, this program has changed people's lives. If you currently own a business, or if you're thinking about going into business for yourself, you need the Independence Program. Visit our website, independenceprogram.training, and if you choose to purchase this unique educational program, make sure that you use promo code WMI. It will give you a 5% discount. So if what you have just heard resonates with you, and if you care, and you want to be an unsung hero, I implore you, please take a few seconds to call us today and leave a message with a short prayer for us because we need to know that you are with us and care enough to be part of the spark with us so that together we can move God to send a great awakening that can reverse the inevitability of God's coming judgment according to what God spoke in Jeremiah 18, 7, and 8. We believe that if you join hands with us, together we can save America from certain catastrophic judgment. So call now, okay? Dial 360-629-5248 and say a short prayer for us in your message and leave your phone number too, okay? So one more time, 360-629-5248. Thank you and God bless you.